1: Thank you, Bill. It's Friday, July 14th, 2023. Here's what's happening today in America. The cocaine investigation is over. The actors go on strike. Cross hormones in school and Bob Iger speaks. Takes a little bit of blame. That's all coming up. Then Bill will be here with your message of the day. But first, the Secret Service has concluded their investigation about the cocaine found in the White House. And the culprit is... Ah, They don't know. We'll never know. Oh, well. Moving on. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you don't know? It was inside the White House. I'm sure there's surveillance in the White House. Nope. No fingerprints, no DNA, no video evidence. Tim Burchett from Tennessee met with the Secret Service. He said, just left the most ridiculous meeting of all time (laughs) at the Secret Service. Another cover-up. It's the most secure building in the entire world. Nobody, not even the press, goes in there without them knowing. The Actors' Union voted to go on strike 160,000 members, first strike in 63 years. They will be joining the writers who have been on strike for 11 weeks. Major films could be postponed if the strike continues. This apparently also affects the promotion of movies and projects. It could affect Comic-Con, which is set to kick off in San Diego next week. Two student health centers in the Seattle Public School District are offering gender-affirming care to middle and high schoolers for free. They can't give puberty blockers, but they can give estrogen and testosterone and refer middle school students to get surgeries, all without parents knowing. The thing for me, though, above and beyond all that, is that these health centers are in the schools. So the schools can act as indoctrination centers, push this ideology on your kids from kindergarten, and then to give them the hormones and gender-affirming care, just send them down the hall. And all of this can be done without telling you, the parents, the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger said, quote, the notion that Disney is in any way sexualizing our children, quite frankly, is preposterous and inaccurate. I mean, there's tons of examples of trans people at Disney on production teams talking about adding trans storylines to normalize it for children. This is not a secret It was reported that the 4th of July weekend was one of the slowest in a decade based on ride wait times, and you could blame COVID or the heat, but Universal Studios didn't have that much of a drop as Disney did, and the last eight studio releases from Disney lost $900 million. Iger admitted that there have been some, quote, creative misses. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. The great Bill O'Reilly will be here with your message of the day next.
2: Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
0: ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase
2: necessary. VTW. Revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
0: plus. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. On this Friday, it was annoying in the extreme to see FBI Chief Christopher Ray pretty much walk away from the House Judiciary Committee hearings earlier this week. Now, I have nothing against Ray personally, but on his watch the FBI has descended into political turmoil. Democrats on the committee could not care less and spent their time bashing Trump and MAGA, boring and unproductive. Republicans wanted to make speeches about how bad the FBI is instead of pinning Ray down with specific, simple questions. Here are a few of those questions. The FBI had advanced information that a violent action might take place on January 6th at the Capitol. Who did the Bureau alert? And why was no action taken? Twitter executives say the FBI visited them and suggested they censor news about Hunter Biden's laptop. Did you know about that, Mr. Ray? An FBI informant told the Bureau he has evidence then-Vice President Biden took money from Hunter and Jim Biden. Agents put those allegations into a memo that Ray refused to share with congressional investigators. Why? Are those Biden allegations currently under investigation? All of these are very simple questions, but they were not asked. So the American people are left with nothing. And you know what? The swamp wins again. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. You can reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Now let's go to the mail. Steve Gallegos, Wendell, North Carolina. Hey, Bill, your tenacity for seeking the truth keeps me coming back for more. To your comments on race testimony and the questions that were not asked, please contact some of these young Republican representatives and teach them. That's not my job. They can watch this broadcast, all right? Some of them do, but not as many as should. I don't know if they want to learn. I really don't. A lot of grandstanding going on. Kathleen says, I have to disagree with you, Bill. Those points they should have asked Ray are all things he will say he can't discuss as it is under investigation. I purposely worded the questions so no investigative information would be required, Kathleen. Go to the message of the day on BillOReilly.com. I list the questions. He could have answered any and all. If he says he can't, he's not telling the truth, and all Americans should know that. Stephen, Bill, your analysis of uh, the congressional hearing featuring the FBI director was spot on. This is why many Americans are so cynical. Both political parties protect one another. There's an element of that. Jack Morgan, Oviedo, Florida. Bill, your FBI segment was very educational, but that won't get us anywhere because nobody will do anything about it. However, you are a real investigative journalist. I'm not sure. I think the stuff that we're laying, the foundation that we're laying here, Jack, it's going to come to fruition. Remember, I talked extensively about this to Sean Hannity yesterday. That's posted on BillOReilly.com. All right, Hannity's going to pass that along because he has direct access to the Republicans. Okay, we're building here. In a moment, something you might not know. Judy was boring. Hello.
2: Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 47 years ago today, Georgia Governor Jimmy Carter secured the Democratic nomination for president at his party's convention in New York City. By the end of his first term, Carter would be regarded as one of the least effective leaders in American history. Here is the story. Jimmy Carter announced his candidacy while serving as governor because Georgia regulations barred the Democrat from seeking a third term. Promising to heal the nation from Watergate and Vietnam, Carter defeated President Gerald Ford in a tight election 297 electoral votes to 240. Carter was sworn in on January 20, 1977. Problems began immediately. Four months after his inauguration, the nation plunged into an energy crisis. Oil shortages from the Middle East caused gas prices to skyrocket. Rationing was implemented to save gasoline. People waited online to fill up their vehicles. The crisis sparked a severe recession and double-digit inflation. In response, President Carter urged all Americans to stop using their air conditioners. Overseas, the world descended into chaos. The Soviet Union moved on Afghanistan. Islamic fundamentalists seized control of Iran. In late 1979, a group of radical students ransacked the U.S. embassy in Tehran, Iran. President Carter did nothing. Fifty-two U.S. citizens were held hostage. For 444 days, by the end of his first term, just 31% of the public supported President Jimmy Carter. The national malaise brought about an electoral landslide for the Republicans in 1980. In November, Ronald Reagan won 44 states, crushing Carter 489 electoral votes to just 49. And here's something else you might not know. While Jimmy Carter's time in the White House was a failure, he is regarded as having one of the most successful post-presidencies in U.S. history. Since leaving office, Carter has spent his life promoting peace in the Middle East, ending famine in Africa, building homes for impoverished Americans. Jimmy Carter is currently in hospice care at the age of 98. Back after this.